0: Hey everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. My name is Mung Sung, and unfortunately my co-host Los is unavailable for a brief period of time due to a conflict with his real job saving some lives out there, uh, so I'm going to be finishing out a few episodes of our Quick Snap series uh, solo here. Today we're going to be discussing the Buffalo Bills on this episode, and let's start with Tyrod Taylor. So Rex Ryan recently announced that Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starting quarterback for the Bills, and I think that he actually presents some intriguing upside. Uh, Now, in a one-quarterback league, I would not draft him as a starter. However, um, if you subscribe to the late-round QB or a a streaming quarterback approach to your leagues, uh, I think that Taylor can be a very interesting streamer. Uh, The way I have him ranked in my current... Redraft rankings, I have him right around QB 19, and that's just a couple spots behind Colin Kaepernick. Um, And the reason for that is because the two quarterbacks, Kaepernick and Taylor, have a relatively similar playing style. Um, They're both mobile quarterbacks, uh, and the only question really is whether Kaepernick um, has yet to really develop his pocket presence, and that's something that we're still waiting to see from Tyrod Taylor as well. Now he has shown some promise uh, in the preseason so far, and he's had some zip on his passes, and he seems to be relatively accurate as as um excuse me as far as his short passes are concerned at least. Um, we haven't really seen him air it out too much just yet, uh, and there will be a relatively short leash. Um, the Bills know what they have in veteran Matt Castle, and clearly EJ Manuel has not impressed very much thus far. Um, so it's really Tyrod Taylor's job to lose. So again, I have him as a uh, mid-end to low-end QB2, um, but definitely an interesting streamer because of his rushing upside. So Taylor's uh, winning of the starting quarterback job actually makes LaShawn McCoy a little bit more interesting for me. Um, I actually had LaShawn McCoy as a high-end running back two, just outside of my top 12 ranked uh, running backs. Um, And now I think I might actually bump him up just a spot or two, uh, simply because we've seen time and time again in the past that when you do have a mobile, excuse me, a mobile quarterback under center, that does help open up some running lanes for the running back. Um, Particularly, we've seen this with Alfred Morris and RG3, and then also with uh, Russell Wilson and Marshawn Lynch in Seattle as well. Um, as far as LaShawn McCoy's supposed decline goes, I've heard a lot of people talking about how, uh, you know, he was running East and West last year and how Chip Kelly kind of lost faith in him. Well, the thing to remember is that's true, but if LaShawn McCoy had gotten a few more touchdowns that had been vultured by guys like Kenyon Barner and Darren Sproles, um, he would have been a relatively high end running back one. Uh, As it stands, LaShawn McCoy was still, I believe, the number 12 or 13 running back last year. Um, And people are talking about him like he's, you know, Doug Martin, 2013. So looking at his stats, um, LaShawn McCoy actually averaged 4.2 yards per carry last year. um, And he had 28 receptions uh, for about 150 yards. So the problem with... Uh, Lashawn McCoy's stats last year in Philadelphia was that Chip Kelly seems to prefer a running back by committee approach. Uh, now that he's in Buffalo, while it, it's true that he's getting a little up there in age, I still think that Lashawn McCoy, given the volume that he's going to see, is at the very least going to be, um, you know, a relatively safe RB two, assuming health. Now, supposedly, he's going to be fine to play Week One despite his hamstring injury. Um, It sounds like they're pretty optimistic. They at least feel comfortable enough to have released Fred Jackson. So I feel like that is a relatively good sign for LaShawn McCoy's week one availability. Um, Again, I have him uh, just outside um, the top 10 running backs in my rankings. I think that he's not going to finish as a top five fantasy running back. Uh, but LaShawn McCoy definitely has a relatively high floor just because of the total amount, immo- no, excuse me, the total amount of touches that he's going to see this year. Um, right now, I don't know that he even has a running back handcuff. Um, Carlos Williams has looked interesting throughout training camp, but he's been injured as well. Um, Anthony Dixon has never been particularly good. He's kind of one of those bowling ball type running backs that'll get you those, you know two, three yards, but not much more than that. And then as for Bryce Brown, I think that he is the most talented of the backups, but we've seen him fumble time and time again, and I just don't know that that's something he can fix if he hasn't fixed it at this point in his career. Um, And I think that Sierra Wood, we've seen some flashes of him in the preseason, he's looked pretty good, uh, but he's been running, you know, mostly with... I think the second team offense um, and when he has had a shot with the first team offense, it's been due to all the injuries ahead of him. Um, If you're going to draft LaShawn McCoy, I don't know that there's any point in really grabbing any of these guys late because as of right now, we don't know uh, what the workload would look like if McCoy were to get hurt. So let's move on to the tight end position. Um, I've been seeing Charles Clay going in some drafts uh, relatively late, Um, but to me, he's uh, basically undraftable. I think that he's a replacement level tight end, um, a streamer in a desperate situation. I have him uh, around tight end 16 or 17. I just think that there's not going to be a whole lot of passing volume in that offense. Um, And there are plenty of tight ends that I would much prefer to have over Charles Clay. So, the only wide receiver I really want to talk about in Buffalo is Sammy Watkins. Last year, um, he actually had quite a good rookie season. Uh, You know, compared to uh, Odell Beckham and Mike Evans, he was overshadowed a little bit. Uh, But considering that he was catching the ball um, from some pretty awful quarterbacks, I don't know that uh, it's really all on him. I still think that Sammy Watkins is very talented, and certainly we want to see more out of Tyrod Taylor before we, you know, anoint him as a high-end wide receiver too. Personally, I have him just outside of my top 20 wide receivers. I've seen him, uh, you know, in some rankings, uh, you know, around 17 or 18, and I think that's a little bit optimistic. Uh, I do think that at the very least he can repeat what he did last year and get, you know, about 900 yards, six or seven touchdowns, certainly not bad numbers. Uh, I just don't know if uh, he's really worth it at his current draft position. Um, For me, Sammy Watkins is going to depend a lot on two things. One, whether he can stay healthy. He's already had a few uh, nagging injuries this preseason. And then two, just how the Buffalo offense is going to click in general uh, with Tyrod Taylor under center, whether he can get the ball there uh, and deliver accurate passes to Watkins. Um, Personally, I have Watkins in the same range as wide receivers um, like Amari Cooper and Andre Johnson, Jeremy Macklin, and Nelson Aguilar, uh, right around that uh, 20, 21, 22 range. As for Percy Harvin, I think that if you're playing in some deeper leagues, uh, he may be worth a late round flyer just because Rex Ryan seems to have liked him enough to bring him over from the New York Jets. I think that Harvin uh, could contribute, uh, but he's going to be one of those boomer bust guys who may or may not break, you know, a screen pass for an 80 yard touchdown any given week. Um, however, I would not really want to rely on him as anything more than maybe a wide receiver four or five at best. Uh, I think that Robert Woods and Marquise Goodwin are both interesting and, you know, talented wide receivers in their own regard. Um, the problem is both have always been banged up as well. And I just don't think that there are going to be enough passes to really go around in a Rex Ryan uh you know ground and pound offense to really give them any sort of reliable fantasy value now the last uh, thing i do want to mention real quick for the buffalo bills is the defense um, you know they've got a very talented front seven they've got jerry hughes kyle williams mario williams marcel darius they're all very very good at defending both the run and at pass rushing. And I think that they have upgraded the secondary a little bit this offseason. That was, you know, definitely, you know, we saw the Buffalo Bills shut down uh, even Aaron Rodgers last year. I think that this is going to be a very good defense and that if they have any shot at making the playoffs, um, it's going to have to come, you know, through wins that are going to be like 10 to 3 or 17 to 10. Very low scoring matchups. I do have Buffalo as a top five defense. Um, And I do think that they are worth drafting, you know, a little bit earlier. Uh, Again, don't reach too high for them. Still a second to last round pick. So that is going to just about wrap up the Quick Snaps episode for the Buffalo Bills. And as always, thank you for listening. We always appreciate you taking the time. Uh, If you have any questions, you can reach us on Twitter. I am at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And you can reach my co host, Los at FFA underscore Los, L O S. And you can reach our fantastic producer, Dan at FFA underscore Dan. It's a fantasy world, and we're all just addicts in it. Thanks, guys.